welcome to Know Your Wrestling. I am your host, Mark Sylvester. Along with me, as always, is Jimmy Cotton. Jimmy! And as usual, we always like to show long-time fans and non-fans why wrestling is so good. So recently at WrestleMania 33, The Undertaker had possibly his last match, or most likely his last match. So we thought today we would look at his career and the legacy of why he is known for being the greatest big man of all time, the most respected wrestler of all time, and everything else in general to see why he's so good. So it was really his last match against Roman Reigns. Yeah. Were you expecting it? Were you expecting it to be his last match? I was expecting it in a sense, but I was kind of expecting it to maybe not be his last match because in a way, every year potentially could be his last match. So He's 53, isn't he? Yeah. And... and what he did in the end of the match, basically the way that he broke character and he put his gloves in the middle of the ring with his hat and his coat uh, makes it seem like that would be his final match. So he's basically like... So at the end, he took off his gloves, didn't he, one at a time? Yeah. Put them in the centre of the ring, took off that long leather trench coat, and then he took his hat off for the final time. Yep. The the well, from what I've seen of him, that 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 is an iconic thing where he takes off his hat to reveal his his white eyes, and that was the last time it's probably ever going to happen. Which and... a lot of people there, and even when we went to see it around my house, Jesse was crying because obviously it's an end of an era. It's like, in a sense, our childhood ending because I remember him mentioning it in the, like watching him when I was a child to then watching him as an adult. Same thing when the, when the streak ended as well. It was one of those things that people were upset and crying and because it's like you kind of feel like, oh, did my childhood has ended sort of thing so it was it's it was sad but he gave us so many great matches so many great moments that you kind of he has that like he has the respect and he has that what's the word i'm thinking of like he deserves to have he deserves to be retired he how long has he been doing this for 27 years 27 years in wwe overall over 30 years wrestling so it's a long time yeah the majority of his life dedicated to putting on great shows and Mm. entertaining huge, um, huge crowds. And it's just amazing just how good he is as well to make a character like The Undertaker you wouldn't think would last so m- as long as it has and just shows how good of a wrestler that he is to make something like that work. Like, even think about it. Oh, you mean Risky The Undertaker with a magical Paul Bearer? Most people will probably laugh and be like, what the fuck, really? He made it work and he's always going to be remembered as possibly the most respected wrestler ever in the world of wrestling. Like, for many years, he's been known as a locker room leader he's one of those people who is very much like um basically wrestling comes first doesn't matter who you are because there's a really interesting story at wrestlemania 14 because at the time Shawn michaels was literally the biggest dick in the world obviously <laughs> high on drugs was just an asshole and basically undertaker was backstage with his uh fists like wrapped in like wrapped in tape ready to beat the shit out of michaels if he didn't um go over for austin to win the title because obviously austin was the next big star and then basically as soon as michaels lost the match taker was backstage just unwrapping the tape so that he you didn't have to beat someone. didn't have to beat him up. Yeah, because that's the thing about the take about take. It doesn't matter if it's for the best better of the company, if it's for the better of the wrestling industry in general, he will do it. I mean, he's one of those people who never breaks cats, which is why obviously another symbolic thing of him ending his career is the fact that he broke character. You would never ever see that for Taker. He just wouldn't do it. So no. it's just there's just so many interesting stories about what Taker has done and what Taker has said and stuff for the wrestling that so many people respect the man. Like he's one of the only wrestlers who I've ever listened to when people do podcasts about wrestlers in general where no one said anything bad about the man. Just shows how much everyone respects him because he is literally like and the fact as well like just how much everyone respected him that even the next day after they were setting 
the taking the step downs from WrestleMania 33, his hat, the leather coat, and his uh, gloves were still in, in the middle of the ring. So. Whilst they were tearing down the stage. Yeah, so. just shows this how. Who who took the hat and the coat anyway? Do you think just some like stage manager? Did? <laughs> like, I presume so. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll just move this. We'll just take. I'm this guessing it'll probably be at next year's access, like be like the symbolic. This is uh, the last thing they ever wore as a map, and he'll probably go into the Hall of Fame next year and stuff. So really interesting to see like what he says considering how much like the fans and everyone loves the man so much so yeah cool right so i actually have a few questions for mark about the undertaker well it's quite clear that he's left a huge legacy like he's one of your favorite wrestlers you speak about him all the time literally can't get him to shut up sometimes (laughs) but he's that like mark is that obsessed by the undertaker that mark is announcing that he will be the undertaker at wrestlemania next year Mark is putting on the hat and the gloves as we speak and the coat and he's thinking the about the superstars will rest in peace. He's thinking about getting himself a low rider motorcycle but I've said no that might be too dangerous Mark. <laughs> well the, the Undertaker name is Mark anyway so not much <laughs> has changed. True, yeah, <laughs> pretty much no. No. Uh, I, I, I joke I, I'll go on. So when was the first time you saw the Undertaker? It was probably when I was back as a child back in 91 where I went to a WF event in Brighton at the Brighton Centre and he was one of the people there and oh, obviously really? WrestleMania 7 as well back in 91 too so that yeah so I've known the Undertaker for over 26 years I remember watching him pretty much when he first started. So you were there at the beginning of his or the the origins of his career really. Mm-hmm. What was it like back then? Then was uh, it's the same sort of thing, but they didn't have all the like the big theatrics that they would. He still sits up. He still did the tombstone. Still did like a choke. He was one, at the time. He was very much one of those characters where if he ever got um, hit or given any move, he wouldn't sell because of obviously he was the dead man and he was impervious to pain. And yeah, he was it, like even then there was just something about the man that just stood out to you, like the size of him, the fact that he can move mm. like he does, like for a man who's six foot ten like even when i showed you his match against uh sure michaels and other matches he's wrestled in just the, the fact that he can like run across the ropes and do this amazing dive he does like used to do like um flying clotheslines on the top rope and stuff it's insane it's what he, what he yeah. can do and yeah it just he's was one of those characters that's always stood out for me and has always been one of my favorites okay speaking of your favorites when what is your favorite undertaker moment i know mine <laughs> Probably one of my favourite Undertaker moments is when he first came back in 94 because obviously he was in a um, classic match against Yokozuna at uh, Royal Rumble 94 and he was put in it by all the heels gang, gang up on the guy and then he came back saying Undertaker will rest in peace and he went up. And then obviously there was a fake taker. And fake then, taker. And then the Paul Bearer. The faker. Yeah. And then Paul Bearer was like, <laughs> yeah, I have the real Undertaker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then literally he then came back and then he came back with the... Because he used to wear grey gloves and wear like grey like sock kind of things. Mm. And then he came out with the purple gloves and then the purple are like socky kind of things. And it was just so cool. And also other times when he came back and being there at WrestleMania 29 being able to see them take his entrance in full with the flames and everything else was just that's another moment as well that stood out for me too he's just one of those people that even though i spent two thousand pounds for the whole five days going to mania doing all the stuff in new york just to see undertaker's entrance was just worth all that money 
honestly. Because me and I, I was getting goosebumps because I was finally able to see that entrance and, and that thing because it's so iconic, his entrance, and it's so cool that even though it might last like five to ten minutes, every moment in that is just so awesome. Like, you just, you just appreciate just how cool that entrance is. And when he brings his arms up and the lights come up and when he takes a hat off and reveals his eyes and it's just everything about him is just... You know, those are amazing moments. There's so many more to think of as well. That Well, my, my favourite moment is when he threw Mick Foley through the roof of the cell in the Hell in the Cell match that we watched a couple of months ago. That's, like, that match in itself was crazy enough as it is. Um, it just, well, Mick Foley's a crazy wrestler anyway. But the fact that, well, like we say, that they the amount of trust that Mick Foley put into Undertaker to throw him through the yeah. no one was expecting the, and off the, as well and off that's that's even like no the crazy one as well the, the, the top canopy to give way but mm. they're like oh fuck this let's just do it anyway <laughs> and another moment i loved as well when he came back as the dead man and then you had paul bearer come out and then you had the druid with the like the flame stick things and he just and came out as the dead man again after being as the badass like american badass biker for three years that was a cool moment as well just to have him back what was your favorite undertaker entrance then probably the rest of my 29 one probably because i was there live and just being there live with eighty thousand other people just watching that entrance and even though my face got sunburned and the flames caused <laughs> even more sunburn to my face it was just worth it and it was one of those things that i wanted to see um live in person and then i finally got to see it literally a few weeks later when i went to, went to, when I went to see raw at the o2 and just being able to see his entrance live i've hardly ever seen it in like 10 15 years so then finally see it twice in like literally a month was amazing so that was a very eventful month for you. Yeah, and also as well, it was really cool, the entrance where it was, looks like he was coming through hell with like, the hands trying to grab him and yeah, the build-up for his match against Punk and just, yeah, everything in general. So, so when he comes out of the stage, is he the only one that uses that stage lift to bring him out of the floor? Yeah. No one else uses that. So no. that means that every time undertaker is built and he has to rise out the floor they have to build this lift into yeah. the stage That's but they don't do it for him. they don't do it for just every him. entrance obviously they oh, do no, it for like especially yeah because every wrestlemania he always has a big elaborate entrance like it's always three things that people most look forward to for wrestlemania obviously wrestlemania itself be the matches and sees take his entrance because that's one of the things that i said to like people that came around to my house like claire and adam i was like Undertaker's entrance is awesome you guys are gonna love it and they did so i saw that that last match with him against roman reigns it was a bit boring <laughs> Yeah. But then again, when you're 53, it's kind of like, well, but he's had so many great matches at WrestleMania. I think his best match, last best match was at 29. But, you know, when you've had like literally for five years in a row, no, even no, seven years in a row, actually, literally from 23 to 29, just literally like seven amazing matches. You can kind of forgive him for not having as good matches as they were because... 23 against Batista was really good. 24 against Edge was uh, really good. 25 and 26 against Shawn Michaels were fucking amazing. 27 was pretty damn good. 28 was amazing and 29 was amazing as well. I mean, 28 had the amazing Hell in a Cell match where Shawn Michaels was the, was the referee and just every bit of seeing the matches that we're going to talk about, the amazing selling by Undertaker and Triple H, the amazing selling even by Shawn Michaels, everything that happens in that match is so important, which is why these matches when we're talking about later on 
are so good and show why Undertaker is so amazing that everything that he does and other matches I've shown you as well just shows you just how like every false finish counts like every like time anyone kicks out any big move happens you're like oh my god is the streak gonna end oh my god is the streak gonna like because that's why before the streak ended back in 2014 to Brock Lesnar it was probably bigger than the WWE title bigger than the world title it was literally the biggest thing because yeah. it was the streak and it was booked so well and like every single move people were like oh my god is the streak gonna end and every time there was a false finish the crowd erupted even more because it's like oh my god they thought the streak was gonna end so what do you uh, same with you Jimmy like how did you find like some of the matches and some of the Undertaker stuff that obviously you don't know as much as I do but is there um, any moments stood up for you any entrances stood up for you or anything like that at all well I can what why was the reason why he came out on the bike what, what was why is the I mean with with a wrestler like the Undertaker he to, well to me he is always the undertaker why is why did the uh, gimmick change basically he just the... fancied something different like he was uh, off didn't... having surgery for nine months and he decided can i just do something different and then vince was like yeah sure thing and then obviously vince was like we need you back as the dead man again can you do that and undertaker was but like i don't know but then he ended up doing it anyway because it's for the best of the business so so it was kind of he he he, he got a bit he, bored he, of playing he wanted a, a little bit of variety but yeah the, i suppose the producers behind it were more they wanted to sell him more as the dead man rather than as the biker gang man. Yeah. It's different. They're coming out on a yeah. motorcycle and riding around the ring. I mean, uh, Sasha Banks comes out with a huge 4x4 and a convoy of bodyguards. Uh, bodyguards. So mm. that's so, some of the entrances are like spectacles in themselves, aren't yeah. they? I mean, even The Undertaker's, the, the iconic intro is, it's not, massively showy is it it's not sort of balls to the walls in your face no just rises out of the the floor of the stage and then makes his way down the runway to the ring and you know like, as all well, it's him because the gong like there's a gong yeah. that goes off and the lights go dark as well and you know it's him because yeah and he's only got his like he he's the one taking his time no one's rushing him like you say he brings up the lights it's like it shows him like I'm in control of everything we're yeah. doing here. And that's kind of all he needs. Yeah, because they didn't bring that in until 93. Like, the lights go in dark and then bring up the lights. Because he used to just come out with just normal lighting. And then they ended, added, that in, added that to him because they wanted to, I guess, give his character a bit more, give him a bit more, like, superpowers yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that makes any sense. Yeah, like, like he is actually risen from the depths of hell. Like, yeah. Like, I control it all here bow down to my whim and then he had a feud with his brother as well his brother then came in Kane so and then what uh, they had a big feud they've tagged together they won tag team championships and they've been off on and off as feuds or as partners so because Glenn <laughs> Jacobs is someone else who's seemingly Undertaker where Undertaker was like if anyone else could have broken the streak he would have had it to be him because he respects him so much so um, so yeah the first match we watched was Undertaker versus Ric Flair <laughs> And he hits Rock. It's a lead pipe cinch that the Undertaker's going to win this damn thing. All right, there's Ric Flair. What the heck? Flair just nailed the Undertaker with that lead pipe. I cannot believe that Ric Flair insinuated himself into this match. That was wrong, man. You've been ahead with that pipe last night. I'd have never you just being a man. I want your ass in the ring at WrestleMania. We're going to see what kind of man you are. I want an answer. Yes or no. I'm just going to have to see what I can do to change your mind. Undertaker assaulting 
Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson is Ric Flair's best friend. I told Ric Flair that I wasn't going to accept no for an answer, so this is on his head. That is a sick animal right there, let me tell you. You left me no other choice. I had to go pay your oldest son a visit. That is Ric Flair's oldest son, David. Oh, God! You see, Flair, I told you that I wasn't going to take no for an answer. This is on your head, man. <laughs> What's it going to be, Flair? Because I really don't care how far I got to go. You got my attention. Undertaker, you got the nature boy at WrestleMania. Look at Flair, he's crazy! This is all about Arn Anderson and all about his, his son, David Flair! Flair is out of control! Oh! oh. Rick Flair with Flair. a shot! Flair in a fan! And Rick Flair in pursuit of The Undertaker! Rick Flair has absolutely lost it! Mr. Flair, I'm very sorry to inform you that uh, I have to place you under arrest. You must be so embarrassed over the actions of the co-owner, Ric Flair. Do you intend, Rick, to go through with this match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Then you leave this board no alternative but to grant to Mr. McMahon a unanimous vote of confidence with full authority to act. We do reserve the right immediately following WrestleMania to review this decision. At WrestleMania, I will even the score with The Undertaker at any cost to myself personally. Since uh, I do have all the power and authority, at least through WrestleMania, allow me to inform you that your match with The Undertaker is now a no disqualification matchup, Rick. Rick Flair made me do that. I had to push the envelope just a little bit further, maybe too far. I just hope you realize that you left me no other choice. I don't think I've ever seen a match with Rick Flair. You haven't, no. no. Which was from WrestleMania 18, so. So, like, I chose these couple of matches that we've seen, uh, that we just watched, because it's against, it's the Undertaker against someone who I haven't seen fight, or rarely seen fight. Rick Flair's a bit of a nutter, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's from that era where they used to bleed a lot back in back in the 70s and the 80s because with it, the blood it would add more drama and add more like psychology and stuff to the match as well. It turned his white hair red. Yes. Turned him into a redhead by doing that. Yep. That's that's the thing about Rick Flair. Like when he bleeds, he just it's like a blood that he makes cuz it cuz it works so well because he makes it look like it's even worse than it actually is because his hair goes red. <laughs> like his face was just covered in it after after that fight. But what was the story behind it in the promo? It was he wanted to fight Rick Flair because Rick Flair cost him a match, and then he just wanted to be like, "Come on, then, come at me," and sort then of thing. Didn't Undertaker beat up his beat best his friend and his son? Best yeah. friend and his son. And you told me Rick Flair was the heel in that match. No, Rick Flair was the face, and Undertaker was the heel. Was he? Yeah, I told you, oh. Undertaker was the heel. Who was the? Uh, Rick Flair was the face. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the thing. Like, how did you find the dynamic of Undertaker being a, a bad guy rather than being the good guy where throughout most of his career, except for a few years, Undertaker has mostly always been a face? Was, like, 
was this not expected of him? Does, does, does he? I would have expected the Undertaker to be a heel anyway because of his nature. Rising from the depths of hell, Undertaking's a bit of a grim hobby, if you ask me. I think, I think the Undertaker, he's one of those people that even if he was a heel, people respect him so much that they would still cheer him because it's the Undertaker. He's one of those people like Hogan and, to a certain extent, Austin and The Rock, that even though they might be bad guys, people love them so much and respect them so right. much that they would still cheer them. I mean, look at the match we saw a few weeks ago between The Rock and Hogan. Even though Hogan was the heel, the fans were cheering him out the building. Yeah, uh... But, like, just his aurora and his demeanour just makes me think that he's more of a bad guy than what's presented. If you say that he's a face, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that. But you're obviously the bigger fan and you know better. But in that match, he was definitely the heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if he was definitely the heel, he beat up his son, for God's sake. Yeah. And I like the fact as well, uh, Rick Fair was like, I want you now. But then it was like, are you sure? And it was like, yeah, it's like, fine, we're going to have to give the ownership to Mr. McMahon. Because, obviously, because he's the owner, he can't at- potentially attack an employee so (laughs) which is like you know but I thought the match was quite good was there any particular moments that stood out for you or spots at all in that match I think like part of me just thinks that The Undertaker was overshadowed completely by Ric Flair's insanity like I say the blood on his face in his hair and just keep on going he just kept on going he wasn't stopping or that was that was an interesting match to watch it wasn't exactly brutal I don't think it was it was brutal enough like you you, you, could you there was one of those things which is good about those kind of matches when it's very personal unlike the match of WrestleMania 25 between Triple H and Randy Orton it was one of those matches where there was no DQ and but there was really personal so it's like but these two should be beating the, the shit out of each other but with that match they were beating shit out of each other and using weapons and stuff because then it makes it more interesting because if it's just a normal one-on-one match it's been like this should be more DQ because yeah. of the personal rivalry and the, and like the, because in a sense Ric Flair wants to kick the shit out of the Undertaker because he beat up his best friend and his son so you expect there to, you be, expect there to be a bit of bloods and a bit of use of weapons because it's like I want to kill pipe. you kind of thing yeah the lead pipe I mean the spine buster by Alan Anderson was pretty cool for a that man who's apparently had a broken arm it's like yeah comes in I remember watching that live and thinking Bam. fuck that was that was brutal the Undertaker managed to take him I'll be honest, I really like the fact that The Undertaker, even though he hasn't used the Tombstone Power Driver for years, he used to use the last ride, you know, the power bomb where you lift him up and then slaps him on the yeah. ground. It was cool that you have him use that old move again because obviously that was the move when he's a dead man, the Tombstone. So it was cool to have him use that move again. Yeah, so it makes sense. And also, as well, after he won the match, seeing him put the 10 up to the crowd and saying, I'm 10 and 0, which is pretty cool because that's when they were starting to kind of like focus on the streak. Because obviously, yeah. beforehand, they were just like, he's going to win the match because that's how Vince was a book. It, but then after that it were like oh my god we've got something here and then they build it up and build it up and build it up and build it up and build it up to make it bigger which then it became the biggest thing in wrestling and then when it ended it was like oh <laughs> yeah the saddest thing in wrestling so the only uh, the that's that's the only moment i remember watching that live where literally everyone in the uh, stadium and everyone who i was with literally were like silent there's no that? booze no anything everyone was yeah. just like Oh, what's happened here then? What the fuck just happened? Like, what? <laughs> and then when, when the screen came up 21 and 1, everyone, you can just tell. There's a really funny, like, meme. The guy that has a t-shirt that says, just say yes about Daniel Bryan. And his face was like... <laughs> and it was, like, insane just how just one moment in can be remembered forever. So Someone had to break the streak. 
Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, I think it's always been one of those things that should never have uh, been broken, but that's just, just me. Could have gone on and on and on forever. I'll be honest, I, I would have been happy if, if it just ended on like 21 and 0, to <laughs> be honest. It. No more streak. Dropping it now. No, like undefeated. I'm the best. And he goes back into his hole. Well, uh, it did kind of sell it as The Undertaker being unstoppable, but someone came along and stopped him. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's like... Oh, you should expect The Undertaker to be finalised and, you know, put away for the night. But, but in the, uh, wrestling, surely you can't help but think, oh, this, this is quite interesting. I wasn't expecting to, to lose this streak. You you think, oh, I can go on forever. Yeah, go on which, which on is why it's such a shocking moment, because you expect, even though in the back of your mind you're thinking the streak's going to end, you kind of don't expect it to end as well because it's so, you know, been built up and just so, like, even we'll talk about it later on, like some moments and some matches you're like oh my god is the streak going to end and then it's insane I mean with that match like what would you give that match out of five the Ric Flair Undertaker Four. match okay I'll probably give it the same as well for it's not one of his strongest matches but it's still a very good match and I like the fact as well that with it being a personal basically fight between the two of them it was quite good that they were able to actually I add suppose. and make it more with the blood as well to add more drama because it's like if there wasn't any blood it's a bit like well he beat the shit out of your son <laughs> wouldn't you want to basically it, hit him with a lead pipe and make your opponent bleed as well it almost kind of felt like because it was personal it was only between them two and like yeah. we don't give a crap about the audience this is me and you settling it out in the ring once and for all and well personal or not it, it was a good fight it was a good one to see to see The Undertaker do what he did best um, the next match was against Shawn Michaels what year, what year? Uh, this was at 20, WrestleMania 25 back in 2009 I am no longer Shawn Michaels employee of the month Thank you. 
WrestleMania 25, 25th anniversary, even though it wasn't. Even though it was technically the 24th anniversary. Well, straight from the promo, like, well, even the intros as they came out, as Shawn Michaels came down out of the clouds from heaven, looking like Jesus in very (laughs) questionable attire. Yes. And then the Undertaker rising out of the ground. This was a match made in heaven already, wasn't it? Oh yeah, pretty much. So this was this was big big things. If Shawn Michaels win this, he would take the streak away from yep. the Undertaker. So it would become 16 and 1 rather than being 17 and 0. 17 and 0. Oh, that's why people have had the banners yeah. around the random crowds. Um yeah, like I've seen the Undertaker fight in some of our other episodes before. Have I seen Shawn Michaels fight? I think I have. Yes, you have. Uh, Razor Ramon, it was a ladder match. That's right. I remember now. So I've seen these guys fight before, but I haven't seen them fight together. Not like this. (laughs) Not like this. They fought before years and years ago, but this, and they had that amazing 10, 15 minute sequence in the Royal Rumble back in 2007, but this was the first match that they've done properly since 1998. Clash of the Titans. Big names and they... Well, um, The Undertaker had a lot lot of pressure riding on this if he had 16 undefeated yep. undefeated fights. And, well, I suppose Shawn Michaels had a lot of pressure. Like, yeah, I'm going to beat him. Going to ruin his streak. He didn't in the end. <laughs> now, nah, Undertaker won, but it was such a good match. So, yeah. <laughs> it was such a, an eventful match. It had so many amazing spots, so many amazing moments. Just the setting as well of Undertaker's face when Shawn Michaels kicked out up the tombstone. He was just like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? What yeah, the yeah. And the bit when, um, the amazing bit when Undertaker dived over the top rope and then he hit his head literally on the ground and knocked out the ref, uh, the cameraman as well. He killed the cameraman. That yeah. cameraman like 
true facts, that cameraman is still lying there in that space to <laughs> yes. this day. Yeah. Yeah. They just <laughs> left him there. They took down they the did. stage, took down the, the arena, and they just left the camera. And every time the other wrestlers after that match came out for the entrances, it was uh. literally they just had shot it so you couldn't see him on the floor. They have to step over him. That's what they've had to do. He's there, whatever his name is. Yeah. Joey. Joey the cameraman died on that eventful night. He, did. he didn't see the outcome. He didn't really know. <laughs> he, 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 he might have heard it, but he didn't see it, no. And also the amazing bit when Shawn Michaels did the moonsault from the top rope and Undertaker literally like pushed him out of the way and the way he landed as well was oh, wait, oh, And the amazing sequences where you had the finisher after finisher after finisher and the amazing false finishes. It's like every false finish, you were like so hooked on it. Oh my God, is it going to end? Is the match going to end now? I was like, when it didn't, you can see the fans going, oh my God, like, coming that didn't end there. I like where Shawn Michaels jumped off the, and landed in the Undertaker's hand as like ready to, presenting himself to the chokeslam. That was, that was brutal. That was a a brutal chokeslam. The the amount of height he got as well and and just the slam was just insane. Any other thing about that match that stood out for you than Jimmy? Um, it was apart from the big jumps, you know, that that landing where he land, I don't know, it looked like he could have broken his neck at that. Yeah, I mean, not, not the one on the cameraman. The camera cameraman's soft. The floor yeah. fucking isn't soft. Not at all. Like you gotta remember, what? like that's even, though, even though it's like padding his... and stuff, it's still hard. What runs through his head to think? I know, I'm gonna leap off. The... This, yeah, I know. And the funny ring. thing is that, that that moment was like planned, but because the, the, um, the cameraman is actually the son of a wrestler who recently passed away. And basically it was made in such a way where they got him to move and it was just kind of misorganized. I think Shawn Michaels didn't push him in the right position. So that's why Undertaker had to It did to look a bit of... awkward, didn't it? Yeah. It didn't... But as a match, in my opinion, is, a per- is one of the perfect matches of all time. That's what killed the, small pocket. Killed the cameraman. Like, yeah. <laughs> we talk about someone dying enjoying wrestling and I wasn't expecting it to be part of the crew (laughs) yeah I mean can you see why the Undertaker's seen as being the best big man in the industry as well Shawn Michaels being known at that time as Mr. Wrestlemania obviously the great promo package and it's like just how good it's showing you just how good these two are as well six foot ten the Undertaker is he could bang his head on low flying aeroplanes like that's how tall he is he could and can you believe as well I was going to tell you when we're watching it but originally the match was only going to be about 10-15 minutes and they were what, like, what made it go on? Is it just because it was just because a it was that match? good? And Michael Hay, and then Michael Hayes in a sense, but obviously it was more Shawn Michaels. And was like saying, no, we want more time. It's supposed <laughs> to be the one of the biggest matches. And and then the people who were behind it were like, that that should have been the main event. I because- liked it where um, Shawn Michaels. So previously he like threw the ref down just before the Undertaker did his leap into the cameraman, and he he literally dragged the ref onto the back into the ring like and forced him to count start counting the undertaker out <laughs> it's like it's like you said it was um because they're both uh, they were both faces in that match yeah that was slightly heelish in tendencies because it just shows like, how much he wants to end the streak out. that like, you know like yeah count him out he would go against his moral compass to end the streak if it means the streak's going to end and i love the fact as well like it like every single second's counted and when he finally got in right before the nine it was just like oh my god it added more to the dramas that that match for me is like such a good it was match. good it was eventful there, there was 
wasn't really a dull moment. I also said to you, like, there was parts in there where the audience were just silent, just waiting for the for yeah. that moment to, to just unfold and happen. Pretty and much. And, like, how, yeah. does it, how does it compare to, like, looking at that match compared to other matches, which are, like, a lot more fast-paced? And obviously these two are veterans who have been wrestling at, by that point for years and years. Like, how does it compare to, like, that sort well, of match as well? Well, fast-paced fights tend to be, it's move after move after move, and then there's a large gap where not a lot happens, and then it's move after move after move after move. This one... The, the, okay, there were a fair amount of, I'm going to say breathing space, but some of the moves that they were doing weren't exactly small, were they? No, they were... and you can understand where he nearly killed himself in a sense, the Undertaker. You can understand why there might have been that bit of extra breathing space, obviously, for him to recover and get <laughs> back into the ring. Um, some of the counters in that were quite good. The counters, yeah. Both of them re- counted really And well. also the false finishes as well were insane. Like, you would, like, even though I showed you a previous match on the Taker before where technically he was 21 and 0, so you kind of knew the, knew the result. Like even I can yeah. see even you were like going like oh my god who's gonna win the match and even you were kind of shocked as well with that match like what would you give that match out of five four and a half four point five four point five I probably I'll probably give it a five honestly I've, that match for me is one of the best matches of all time some of the moves in that were fairly I don't want to say straightforward I mean the choke slams were quite good and the kicks to the face that Shawn Michaels yeah. to Undertaker and I see what you mean, but, but, but I think that, because but... those two are veterans and they've been wrestling for years and years, they kind of know when to put the mat, when to put the move on. They make every move count, like every move that you see. Like even at the end when they did the choke slam into the in like the switch of music, last ride, tombstone, another switch of music, that and moonsault into the uh, tombstone for the win. Every move that happened, it made you feel like, oh my god, it's is this match going to end? And it wasn't just they wasn't just they just did it and people were like, oh, he kicked out it every move counted like yeah. every move was made to mean something rather than just being like flip move flip move kind of thing the audience are going crazy at the end yeah <laughs> i kind of think after that when the done takers die they kind of thought okay it's going to end now but i think after everything that happened it kind of added i guess more drama to the match because they would have thought this really this man can't believe this match is still going on but yeah just shows just the amazingness of those two pretty good fighters i must admit uh, that was a very impressive match to show mm. it was very eventful i mean okay it it's not as over the top as what I would have liked. That's mm. probably why I didn't mark it a five out of a five. You know, just point five. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. If someone had, I don't know, stood an arm or something, then maybe. <laughs> like, like, killed well, another mean, cameraman. Like, it was insane just how a man who's six foot ten, and you wouldn't believe just ha- how he moves, how he moves and like how he moves for the air. It's insane just how, like... Gravity does not affect The Undertaker. Not like, at all, no. G- gravity is The Undertaker's bitch. <laughs> yes, pretty much, yes. <laughs> it totally was in that fight. And no, I, I very impressive. Very impressed with that fight. So I'm glad that you can see why it's known for being one of the best matches. Even even in that year and even afterwards, it's always voted as the best WrestleMania match of all time or the, one of the best matches of all time in general because everyone loves it so much. And, uh, Go watch so, it. Yeah, there, find you, it. Yeah, if you guys watch haven't... Fu- it. Watch it. Find it on the network. Find it on YouTube. If any way you can watch the match, watch it. And any final thoughts? Don't mess with The Undertaker. <laughs> Pretty will, much, yeah. He will spear you through the face. He will leap at you. He will kill you. And match three was against Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels again. This one was interesting because this was... Um, it was the streak it, versus it was... the career from WrestleMania 26. So there was a... Even though 25 was a great match and it had... Obviously, the streak was on the line. But this one was more important because it was the career versus the streak. Last year... People said we had the greatest match in WrestleMania history.
perfect match. I made one mistake. One mistake. And it cost me everything. Over the past year, it has become an obsession for HBK, consumed with the Undertaker and his streak. And when the Phenom refused to take a rematch, Shawn Michaels would force the issue. And that's why I cost you the World Heavyweight Championship. Face me at WrestleMania, Undertaker, and get your revenge. I accept. On one condition. If I beat you, Michael's career was on the line. He deserved to lose after coming out to his entrance team. <laughs> you hated that, didn't you, Jimmy? You it hated it. Bad. It's so <laughs> bad. It's one of those songs. It was so cheesy. It's he, great. He may be a good wrestler. He may be able to take the pain, but he cannot fucking sing for the life of him. <laughs> I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. No. 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 This probably one of the worst entrance themes i've ever heard oh wait till you hear some worse ones oh there's worse it yeah. gets worse yep there are some terrible theme tunes jimmy oh, the worst thing about some of the theme tunes as well is like some of the theme tunes don't actually suit the wrestlers it's like oh cheers for that <laughs> was there any particular moments or spots stood up for you in that match at all well it was i, I quite liked all these false finishes and the the, the ending where it looked like Shawn michaels was begging for mercy and then he just did the thumb across the throat and then just punched the undertaker in the face <laughs> you could see you could see him as he drawn his thumb across his neck undertaker is like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> what the <laughs> yeah why are you doing that and, and then, then he's like yeah and then his face is just like fuck you and then he does the basically my favorite tombstone ever like the, a jumping tombstone a jumping tombstone john michaels deserved that <laughs> <laughs> He deserved that. And he was the... They were both, were, obviously, they were both were good guys. They were both the good guys. No, no, no. Shawn Michaels was not the good guy in that. <laughs> like, 
with his white leather trousers. I think, I think they're both Christian. <laughs> like no, I think I think Undertaker's is Jewish actually. Is he really? I think so. Yeah. I know. I know Paul Heyman definitely is Jewish. I believe he's Jewish, but don't quote me on we'll that. Find that out. But I really, I lo- one of the things I love, I loved about that match was the fact that the Undertaker was selling his knee. Like with every big move that he did, he would again go back to the knee. Where I find with nowadays wrestling, they don't really focus on that enough. And I liked the use of the selling and just how just shows how with old school people and using the moves to his effectiveness and using everything to rather rather than just doing a move after move after move after move, they did a move like sold it for a bit, did another move which. Then makes every single move and false finish count even more. It was a, an interesting ending. And it was one of those matches that was amazing, even though it might not be as good as their first match. But then again, as we said before, it's like comparing a masterpiece to another masterpiece. They are still both amazing matches. I mean, these two have history. and Yeah, I mean, they basically, before WrestleMania 25, Undertaker's never beaten Shawn Michaels at all. Because every other match they've had, at Bad Blood in a Hell in a Cell, in a casket match at Royal Rumble 98, and other matches before that. And uh, they've literally... Taker's never beaten him and then finally he was able to beat him so because he get the... the win and then then Shawn Michaels for the year was like I want to beat you I want to beat you and then Taker was like nah I beat you so I don't really have to prove anything to you and it was like <laughs> then he cost so him the title and then it was like fine then if you lose your career is ended and it's just like then it added more to the match oh yeah Shawn Michaels hasn't fought since Nope, he's one of the only wrestlers who's actually, when they retired, actually stayed retired. Because a lot of other wrestlers retired and they come back and wrestle again, but he um, hasn't wrestled hasn't since. Hasn't. No, which is which is actually quite commendable about the man. About the man that he, even though he could potentially come back, because WWE has offered him a load of money to come back to wrestle, he's like, Truth no, I'm happy just to stay retired. Yeah, like I don't want to face the Undertaker again. Well, no. now he won't have to. Not maybe, at all. maybe like oh the Undertaker's gone. Maybe I can sneak back in and like <laughs> wrestle, gonna, it, wrestle AJ Styles or something. He's not gonna, he's not gonna fight me anymore. Um, but no, it it is commendable that he has stuck to his word. <laughs> Undertaker beat him fair and square because he needed to be beaten because of that fucking song. <laughs> I mean, what would you give that match out of five then? I'll probably give that match for me a five because obviously it's the last match of his career and I just love the amazing, like, just the, the every, selling, the, full, the, selling, the, the, the selling false finishes, good, yeah. yeah. And on that, I think, yeah, a four, I think. Another okay. Four, another good, solid four for that one. And uh, watching, obviously, we watched, obviously, Undertaker's had so many other amazing matches, which he looked at before and shown Jimmy before, like his match against Mankind, match against CM Punk and other matches. But obviously, the two matches against Shawn Michaels, as everyone's seen for uh, Undertaker and even Shawn Michaels to be their two best matches ever. Out of the two, what one would you, which one do you prefer? Which one would you show? If someone said to you, can you, Jimmy, can you show me an Undertaker match or Shawn Michaels match? Which one would you show them? Um, Would you show them the first or the second one? Probably show them the first one. The first one kind of. I think it just. Well, I don't know because with it being Shawn Michaels' last match, they, they've both got their equal merits to each other. Yeah, because if you if you look at a lot of people's top twenty-five matches of both I, Taker and Shawn Michaels, it's always number one and number two is always Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, one and two at WrestleMania. But it's always either the second one or the first one is always would, first or second. I would say give a broader picture. Watch them both. Equally as each other, and then herald them as two good matches that feature the same wrestlers, but two brilliant matches anyway. Yeah, I like, mean, I, those I, two matches both got five stars from Dave Meltzer, who's one of those people who never gives five stars, and I, they both got five stars. Just shows how good these two matches are. That, and also the fact as well, 
they finally learned their lesson and made them it in the main event the following year at 26 where at 25 everyone was thinking why was it not the main event because how can you follow that match like it's like following like how can you follow in a sense being a rhapsody with like you can't because it's a masterpiece it's so good that everyone was just like oh my god and the fact as well the first match was only supposed to be given like 10 minutes originally it yeah, was like and it ran over and they made it longer and then it was and it then became possibly the greatest ever match at wrestlemania in history those two matches honestly we said that didn't we that you can't improve on perfection you can't <laughs> you can't make bohemian rhapsody two no but I do think, like, even though I prefer one more because obviously it's the first match, I still think number two is really good. That's and... why I said watch them both as as good matches, and then because they've both got equally their their good point, and like when you understand the motives and yeah, all that behind it, it just it just adds to a a bigger picture. And it's... and and even though people might say there might be a few low moments because low, nowadays wrestling's a lot more faster and a lot more like bang 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 bang. They make every single moment counts yeah. and like when undertaking the first match did his amazing dive and he hit his like literally his head on the ground even though he was out cold it they made it work and obviously in the second match with, with every time undertaker did a big move michael's a kick out and you see undertaker like literally in the back of the ropes thinking what the fuck and every time as well with, with the knee like when undertaker did a big move you could feel the knee as well and also the amazing like oh, splash from the top rope onto undertaker through the table was always yeah. pretty damn good it's like yeah it's like those two matches for me if like if anyone wants to watch why wrestling is so good and want to become a wrestler in itself even though i've never had any proper wrestling training but i know it's like taking bumps and stuff and that sort of thing in a sense I, I would show people these two matches because it's like watch these two legends at the, at the, at the top of their game this is like both A star matches five star matches as well sort of thing yeah well, my favourite Undertaker match I yeah Jimmy what about. would be your favourite Undertaker match then Mankind Hell in the Cell <laughs> seriously like, that was a crazy ass match yeah and it was hilarious you listen to a podcast with Steve Austin and he mentions how he was like fuck how am I supposed to follow that sort of thing as well but that that that's my that's the the type of wrestling that I like and I I I love the over the top literally over the top and like for well I like I said for Mick Foley uh, trust the Undertaker and uh, oh let's just do this the crowd will go fucking nuts yeah. And, and they did, and, they and, did. He, and it's amazing how even Jim Moss was like, "Good God Almighty, they killed him!" As God is my witness, he is broken in half. And it's just like, just everything about that match was really good as well. How mankind managed to get out of that stadium in one piece, and, and he he well, because it, of the fall, he had his teeth in his nose as well, pretty much. And he was well, like, "Yeah." Well, it's I, um, I would say he's in one piece, but the bits inside are probably like turned into yeah. dust. And even after the match, Vince was like, never do that again. Because he said, I appreciate, I appreciate what you did for me, but never do that again. Don't do it again. Don't break our sets. Because if you... Because you think about it, like falling off that hell in a cell, twenty feet in the air is insane. Just how high that cell is. That was well, it was big impact, wasn't it? Yep. But that that's my favourite match. That was my. That was your introduction to Taker as well. Like that was the first yeah, time you I got to see Taker probably... as well. A good uh, introduction to the man to see just how good he is. And like, how did you find? Because you like people who are over the top. Did you like him as well? Because obviously his character, his in a character sense, is, is over is, the top. Is a big like over-the-top character isn't it yeah i know he doesn't do much when he comes out but he doesn't need to do much not at all um like you could be as big and as brash and as showy as you want but nothing's gonna top me who's wearing a black hat and a black trench coat and rising out of the stage like that's that's all he needs that's that sets the tone perfectly he's the undertaker mm. 
He sorts out dead bodies, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, because when he first started, he used to put people into body bags as well. <laughs> as Because obviously at the time he came first as a heel, and then because of how good he was and how the fans respected him, he then became a face. Then became face. So yeah, it just shows just how when you're really good and the people respect you, you then... It's like Vince was like, make him a face then. My, my match would probably be, there's so many to choose. Obviously, Michaels 1 and 2 would be up there. But I guess for more personal reasons, I know I might be saying this because I'm a bit biased because I was there live. It's probably his match against Punk because I was there live. And just to see, first time in years, Undertaker's entrance in they, person, just that match in general. Like, I honestly thought at certain points that Punk was going to win that match. How do you rate them two together then? Because you're a big CM Punk fan and you're a big Undertaker fan. Like, you would have been happy no matter what yeah, the result. Yeah, I was but... literally charged chanting for them both and lost my voice because I was chanting for them both I was going CM Punk Undertaker CM Punk throughout the entire match and it was I wanted that match to be the main event because it was the best match on the entire card but and I, and which I actually, one do you like more? which one? that's tough there's so <laughs> many I love probably would maybe say Taker Michaels won just because watching that match live and just watching it like on TV and stuff and everything I was just like that match was amazing and like what can top that match? Because obviously two, or as you said before, even though two is amazing, it's number one because it's the first one. It's like has that special place because it's yeah. number one. But yeah, probably that match. But he's one of those people who's, who's had so many good matches, like a match he had against Kurt Angle was amazing. His match against Triple H at 17, 28 and 27 was amazing. He's just one of those people that's had so many great matches that it's just really hard to pick one. But probably those three were definitely my three favourites of all time for him. So yeah. It's just a shame that his last match wasn't very eventful oh, well, it was eventful but it wasn't yeah. wasn't the the fighting wasn't the talking point no no but then again it just shows how much he loves wrestling business and how much he is so old school that he would rather go out on his back then go out on his like go up go out like winning or he was happy to go out on yeah. his back than he was to go out winning yeah because he's one of those people who would rather give to the, to the next generation and even though everyone respects him be like no we want you to win take he's like no this is for the wrestling business i want to lose i want to put someone else over yeah. so i mean it just it just it, shows the amount of the amount of respect and just how much people love the Undertaker because he would do that for pete he would do that like that's why so many people backstage respect him so much and you never hear any bad things about but said about the man because he would do that. that that in a sense is gonna show probably show roman reigns in a worse light than what yeah. he actually is because i mean be like, next Night on you what? defeated the Undertaker on his last night. Like, yeah, this cause... guy who's been in this business for 30 years, more than. Mm. Like... Because it was really funny. I mean, the next night on Raw, basically, because the fans didn't write Roman Reigns because they find he's pushed too hard and he's shoved down their necks, he was booed out the building. He was literally the biggest heel because, in a sense, he ended the Undertaker's he career. He ended the Undertaker's career. Yeah. That's... In a sense, he, in a sense, but technically that would have been his last match and because of what he did, it was quite symbolic. So I just love the fact that Taker, even though I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, I'm not really a big fan of him, it was just, I just respect the fact that he would do that and I wanted Taker to win because I love Taker and always wanted to see him win at WrestleMania but it was just good to see him lose because a lot of people wouldn't lose on their last match yeah. like Hogan after, never lost in his last match after all the, the like picking up with the streaks and all that yeah this guy's 53 years old He's like, uh, you don't have to be a genius to work out that being 53 in this game is quite old like yeah. footballers like they reach their peak at 30, don't they? Yeah, I, I just can't believe when we were watching like WrestleMania 25, 26, and even to 29, like he was in his 40s and he can still move and do... Yeah, the and way that's, how he throws shapes in the air. Yeah. He's moving through the air. I can't do that. 
I'm, the f- I'm smaller, lighter, yeah. and younger than him. I can't do that. Nothing and when else. in 26, the fact that he ran so fast to literally punch Shawn Michaels in the face and to obviously the start of their match for the Street versus career. And just even even in his 40s, he can do that. It's insane just how obviously after the many years of that doing that all the time and the surgeries and all that sort of stuff, you kind of understand. But when Taker was at his best, no one could no one could touch him because he was so good at, at what he did as well. Yeah, he's certainly left a, a, a big legacy behind as one mm. of the best wrestlers ever to grace the ring and also that saying that jimmy like how would you think undertaker will be remembered and the legacy that he will leave that he will leave behind like how would you think people will, will remember him and and obviously the legacy of obviously the fact that he's someone who's been the same character in a sense for 27 years has cha- obviously changed with the times and changed himself up here and there but you know like how do you think he'll be remembered like it, obviously it is a bit of a shame that his last match was he lost that last match um but he, well, what was the streak? 21? 21 and 1. And yeah, then he he ended at WrestleMania, which is pretty much the best thing ever. 23 and 2. 23 and 2. Yeah. That's a pretty good run. 23 wins and 2 losses. That's a ratio of almost... 90%? 1 to 11. Yeah, pretty much. So every 11 matches he won, he lost 1. Yep. Just just over. That's That's a pretty... Cool, cool feet, if you ask me. Has anyone else done anything like that? Nope, no. not at all. No, he's literally, no one else can top him, I don't think. Unless they wrestle for many, many years, no one else can top him, I don't think. I mean, what what is the general lifespan of a wrestler, like, in, um, it, uh, in pro wrestling, like... It depends because they can either move to other prom- other promotions like obviously Hulk Hogan wrestled for many years up to t- 2000 and probably to up to 2002 but he was in WCW for many years so that didn't really count but sometimes they can last for two years other times they can last for 30 odd years it, it, it depends on the amount of injuries that they receive and the and the style of wrestling that they do as well like someone like Will Ospreay unless he kind of changes up what he does might not last very long because of the high flying and the high risk sort of moves that a lot of wrestlers, their career ends a lot more quickly where people like Undertaker and other people who are a lot more smart in how they wrestle, they last a lot more longer. Like Ric Flair wrestled for nearly 40 years. But still didn't get anywhere near to the 21 streak. But then again, it was in WWE and Ric Flair was always in other promotions before he became to WWE. So it was kind of like he was in WCW where Taker was in. Because Taker's the only wrestler who has never, after joining WWE back in 1990, he's the only wrestler who's never jumped ship. Literally stayed there yeah. for his whole career. It is a big legacy that he's leaving behind. Yeah. I mean, like I, said, like I said before, I love the fact that even though it was against Roman Reigns, as I said, I'm not the biggest fan of no. his, the fact that he even still, like, for example, lost just shows how much he loves the wrestling business and how much he wants to give to the future that he would happily lose. I mean... Because even though he must know the back of his head saying the fans aren't going to like it because I'm not their biggest Roman Reigns fan, he's like, no, I want to do this for the future. I want to do this to, you know, for um, future legacy and to, like, so people know that even though the taker is the most respected man and people wouldn't have cared if he wanted to win, he was like, no, this is for the wrestling business. I want to do this. I mean, can you, in a sense, like, can you see why he is as well the most respected wrestler of all time? Yeah. Everyone looks up to him. Yeah. Everyone, like... No, everyone I've... looks up to him because he's so fucking tall. Yeah, and the fact that no <laughs> one has ever said any bad thing about the man. Like, even the fact of when I told you earlier about the story about Shawn Michaels, because it's for the best of the business, he would do that to yeah. Mike, who wouldn't put someone over because... Well, I mean, even being shown in a bad light is in the... 
fight with Ric Flair. That well, that was the the kayfabe of it all, wasn't it? it yes, was, that was a change of his style. He was the bad biker gang type, and I mean, like the the supernatural type, uh, the, the Undertaker as 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 the guy who rises from hell. I think is a better gimmick and like like you say it's probably it was his choice to to change that to give him something a bit mm. different to play up to but the fans kind of know him as the undertaker and he was buried alive back in 2003 against Vincent Mann at the survivor series and then he came back at WrestleMania the following year as a dead man again and i mean i mean even the fact as well that he was able to even do that just shows how much Vince and everyone else respects the man that they were like yeah you can be the dead you can be a biker for a bit which is actually more of his real life personality, actually the biker, because that, he loves he loves his bikes. And he's one. Of his, and I mean, how do you find the fact as well? Like he is someone who, obviously, besides that moment at the end of thirty three, never has broken character and hardly ever appears at Hall of Fame because it's against his character. Like, how do you find that? That's someone who, even though in the very much world of the Twitter, social media, everything else, Facebook, YouTube, how do you find the fact that even someone who could potentially break character, he never ever has until that one moment. Until that one moment, it's that that's a big part of the. Rest wrestling world though isn't it you, like, yeah he's undertaker's very old yeah undertaker's very very old school i don't really get that impression with some of some of these newer wrestlers uh, like the the characters that they have aren't as uh, i want to say almost like comic booky type of big fiction sort of thing you know like the i i'm being presented as an unstoppable god some of the wrestlers don't give that vibe off like, like I, well, you know what I feel about big characters, like, and well, I would say that yeah, the Undertaker is the quintessential character for wrestling. Like, you could probably say something completely opposite of what I'm thinking, but wrestlers like Steve Austin, CM Punk, they're they're kind of, I would say, exaggerated personifications of themselves. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're switched. Yep. Undertaker can kind of hide behind his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. His character yeah. and say, no, I'm completely, legitimately a separate person to The Undertaker. It kind of splits his, almost his outside life of the ring away from his inside life of the ring. Mm. And that that's that's good. That is, like you say, it's old school. It's like, goes back to the... Um, the Mexican luchadors with the masks, like they always kept their mask on in the ring because that was their, that yeah. was their persona. And, 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 their and even out and about, they would keep the mask on as well yeah. because it's like yeah, part of their gimmick. They would like in in Mexico because the mask is so important. When you lose it, that's it. You kind of get it yeah, back again. Yeah, and except on certain uh, circumstances with Rey Mysterio, but he's the only person who I know of that lost the mask and obviously and carried on and put it back on but, years later. But it's a, it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? It's, yep. You're you're selling your character to to all these fans rather than saying, oh, I'm just exaggerating myself just a little bit just to piss a few people off or whatever. Mm. I mean, the final question I was going to ask you, like, obviously you watching a few Undertaker matches and knowing a bit more about him and that sort of thing. Like, what main thing for you will you remember about the man? Like, what main thing for you will you then be like, in many years' time, be like, this is what was going to remind me all the time of the the Undertaker? (laughs) The the Mick Foley match? Yeah. Because it's just crazy. Big amounts of crazy just completely sold me on. I would say that, okay, that match probably sold me more on Mick Foley than what it did 
The Undertaker, but you can't really... I mean, in wrestling, you can't really pick one over the other. They're, they're kind of working together to get one main yeah. goal, aren't they? Yeah, they're so, larger-than-life characters sort of thing as well. Like, you've got like, the two really big characters so, and that sort of thing So as me well. saying that Mick Foley was my favourite of that match would probably be completely wrong. It was both of them... Mm. selling that match to me that made it stand out and yeah part of that it was it was the undertaker awesome and um, for me it'd probably be the entrance just his entrance in general you like the entrance i love the entrance i always said it's my favorite entrance of all time and if i could show anyone any of his entrances i always would because they are those they are that good they're because... iconic yeah I mean, like, even on an episode of Raw, they're still really iconic. But obviously at WrestleMania, they like to go all out on entrances. And it's just, like, just amazing. And when he came out for the 25th anniversary of his uh, debut at Survivor Series, he had these two coffins open, which had literally uh, pictures of going through his career, like when he first arrived to when he became a dead man, then the proper, like, Ministry of Darkness taker, to then to the American Badass, and then back to his dead man and through the years. It's just, like, it's just one of those things that even though Taker in itself his matches, are really good I would honestly show people more the entrance than anything else but this is The Undertaker watch his entrance and then if you want to watch more of his matches I would show them obviously because he's yeah. amazing but his entrance for me is what will always remind me of Taker and why I love him so much and he's going to miss him and hopefully when he goes into the Hall of Fame next year it'll be interesting to see him out of character and like him talking as himself and stuff just really interesting to see like him talking about how you know and everything else just really, really be really really cool just, it would just be interesting he, he very rarely broke character as you said yeah I mean the only time he ever did break character in a sense was when he was the American badass but that was a different character where there's a it dead was, man it was he couldn't yeah. because yeah it could be a different character he's, he's a dead man <laughs> yeah dead men can't break character if they're dead can they no they no. cannot I know mm. I take my hat off to him same here <gasps> see what I did Und- there I did yes yeah. very funny Undertaker we salute you thank you very much for the 27 years that you've given us fans and hopefully in the future I'll be showing Jimmy some more on the Undertaker matches absolutely Absolutely. And you get to see him when he was like the classic taker from ninety one, from 1991 all the way up to like 2017. So you get to see like how much he's progressed. Absolutely. Throughout the years. So yeah. So thank you very much. And obviously we've been no arresting guys. I'm not going to plug anything because this was more of about a tribute slash the legacy of Taker's career and how much he means to us. Obviously in a sense me more because I've known him more. But obviously Jimmy as well. You have that bit of a soft spot for him as well. So yeah guys. I've been Mark Sylvester along with always... Jimmy, me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just so, me. Just me. That's been the arresting, guys. Take care and always remember. Rest in peace. peace.